film nerds. Wanna be friends? I'm Dax. I'm Adam. And welcome to Cinepraisal. I do feel welcome. I'm glad you do. Thank you. This podcast is designed as a series of commentaries. Meant for you to play alongside the movies we're talking about. So invite us into your home. It's like we're in your living room with you. Right now. <laughs> the first season we recorded a little while ago, but we're happy to finally get it out there and have you hear it for the first time. So get comfy. Crack a beverage. And, and let's, let's watch, watch some movies. movies. Your exercise is extremely masturbatory. Well, you mean the process of recording our thoughts about films? Yes. Yeah, I mean... Yes. As long, <laughs> as, long as we both know that that's happening. But I also look at it as... Art, art in general is that way. Yeah. Like, any... Any expression, we 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 have this strange paradigm that if you express your thoughts too intensely, that you're selfish, and that it, it's that that you're somehow being masturbatory. But it's like I'm I'm a being on this planet. Well, generally, our our entire our culture is is like. Our entire culture, for some reason, we feel the need to make people feel bad for feeling good about themselves. Yes. If you in any way congratulate yourself, you're a self-indulgent asshole. And that's not the case. Uh, whatever. Anyway. All right, welcome to um, Harold Chaplin's The Bangville Police. Uh, it's a classic, a classic silent comedy. Uh, Adam, what do you have to say about this well-known... What, what are you doing? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> no, this is, uh, this is Buster Keaton, and this is the general. Welcome to Cinepraisal. Yeah. Welcome to Cinepraisal. As Dax just said, woefully out of order and confusingly, <laughs> we are watching Buster Keaton's The General, which, uh, have you seen this? I have not seen The General, so this is okay. a first time for me. I love this movie. I was just looking up. Apparently, at the time, the budget for this was seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh, which geez. when you want adjusted for inflation is roughly ten million dollars. That's that's crazy. The budget for this is colossal compared to anything else that was coming out at the time. <laughs> and it's funny to think that comedies back then were the ones with the bigger budgets. Well, and also like. It was it was a, a pointed decision to shoot this silent. Like they it was mm. right at the cusp when like they could have done early sound. By the way, we are watching this completely silent. Which is a nice change. Yeah. We don't have to use headphones. Um so we are completely visually interpreting what we're seeing. Uh is this the one that the house falls like the side of the house falls on him? Kind of, I or don't believe him. so. I have. Which watched. is the one that has that scene? Uh, don't ask questions, because <laughs> like you're you're betraying this encyclopedic image that we've conjured for ourselves <laughs> when you ask questions that I don't know the answer to. So are they like? Are they like improvising? Well, not kind of. Are they? 
Are they telling you facts about them? Uh, mostly. S- sort of. Mostly. <laughs> um, Are they checking their facts? <laughs> almost never. Almost never. <laughs> Not once. That's, we just hope that our film school education has held. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that man. The stone face. The stone face that only a country could love. Look at these children. They they revere that a butt. steam engine operator. That butt. He, that man is so proud of his steam engine. <laughs> I mean, okay, contextually, you don't think steam engines would have been freaking awesome at that point in time. Like, what else did they have to look at? There were two loves in his life. His engine... And his car. I don't know. What a fox. Hey. Hey. Beauty is subjective. You, if you'd been born... No, she actually is very pretty. It's just... (laughs) That's a terrible picture. Well, it also was far away. I kind of would have liked it to have been a little closer to the portrait. But then we see her anyway. Oh, I guess that's to prove that... That she exists. <laughs> or to show... Well, because he has a He didn't a pic- just clip her out of a Sears and Robux catalog. He has a picture... <laughs> <laughs> he has... He has a picture of... These kids are following him now. Yeah, he's their hero. Him. Hoop skirt. Uh, let's bring it back. Let's bring back hoop skirts. Yeah, bring it back, ladies. So, I don't know what version of this anybody would be watching. Uh, but I guess to sync it up, they, they're all kind of walking towards a house... <laughs> right now. That's a really good there's point. A tree. There's, there's no synchronization there, method there, here. <laughs> there was no real sync point for us other than the title card. We, we kind of started as the title card started. Um, he's now tapping his feet at the door. He's, he just shook his jacket. He brushed his pants. He adjusted his collar. I, I he lifted his hat. He licked his it. hand and dusted and his hair. And knock. And knock. Knock, knock, knock. Cool. No, Moving but... Because <laughs> syncing is very important. We need to always kind of give a means. He knocked on the door of her house while she was standing there. <laughs> what a goof. What a lovable Well, goof. I mean, he's trying to be a gentleman. With his two kids. That just followed him into this woman's are, home. Are they his kids? Wait, I he, don't think they're his kids. <laughs> You've seen this movie. I assume. Years ago. I presume. But yeah, so this is in Georgia... Uh, Either pre or during the Civil War. Hmm. It, are, are there huge... I mean, is it about the Civil War? I, because it's the general. Give it time, my man. Give it time. <laughs> I, I seriously don't know anything about this film other than it's a significant Buster Keaton movie. And Wait, I, I I like that they were getting ready to sit there and make time and then realize the two kids were still in the room, so he just made the kids leave. <laughs> He's so good. He's so good at deadpan. <laughs> I wanna I wanna recreate that photo. I wanna recreate that photo and give it I want that to photo. <laughs> And just, <laughs> we should take that photo. We should, um, as best we can, get a screen cap of that, and then just put like ourselves in the photo <laughs> with with Buster King. 
Here we go. There, there's your time context. When Fort war- Sumter has just been fired on. When the war is here. It's dead, and I'm going to be one of the first to enlist. I mean, this is a silent film, so... It, you don't have to do we need no 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 it's time no, it was we updated don't have to. it's we time don't that have we brought it into into modern you times you don't have to do this damn it by the way are we bugging are we bugging your roommate i i don't know i think he'd let us know <laughs> okay but uh, but yeah so uh consec- contextual uh, time period Con- fort sumter was just fired on fort sumter was the first and uh, I believe also the last battle of uh, the Civil War were fights at Fort Sumter. Hmm. So it's like, these are the opening shots, and then years later, the closing shots will be Fort Sumter as well. Aren't you going to enlist? Uh, you see, the thing about that is, um, you know, I gotta be going, so... <laughs> um, love you. <laughs> I gotta Gate. <laughs> oh! Alright, well, uh, let's go enlist then. Neat. Appreciate it. It's cold out here. You sure you want to back away? <laughs> <laughs> these are, I mean, these are genuine laughs. Like, we're not ironically laughing at this. It's actually yeah, funny. No, but Buster Keaton was and still is, you know, in his death, a phenomenal, phenomenal filmmaker. I think they looked at a lot of Buster Keaton for Wally. That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, they looked at a bunch of silent comedy, but I think he was the number one for just for that whole oh, opening. He's first in line. Look at that. At the recruiting office. He's going to serve his country. The he, one that isn't the one union. that isn't. <laughs> I feel like that needs to be pointed out. He's on the wrong side of this. He's going to serve... He's going to not serve his country, actually. Buster Keaton. Ah, Johnny Gray. Johnny Gray. Ha! Johnny Gray. Because, you know, gray, the color of the Confederate uniforms. Engineer on the Western and Atlantic Railroad. I assume that's what he sounds like. Clearly. Or maybe it's high-pitched. This guy is, like, really close behind him. You want to back off, bud? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, he even calls him out on it. Uh, is Buster Keaton the best of the silent comedians, do you think? Or is it Charlie Chaplin? I'm actually, or... I'm a big fan of Harold Lloyd. I like Harold Lloyd. I, I feel like his shtick gets old, though, for me. Nice. I mean, I watched, um, what's the one where he's climbing the building? Ah, uh, crap, I don't remember. I saw one recently. The one where he's climbing the building. You all know what it is, if you know yeah, who Harold yeah. Lloyd is. But he, um, I mean, it's it's more impressive to me than it is funny, I guess. Because he's very, like, shock humor. There, there was one I watched recently where it was just him trying to get into uh, the office of the woman... Basically, the woman he wants to marry, he's trying to get into her father's office so he can ask her father's permission to marry her. Right. And it's just like, it's a straight 20 minutes of him just trying to get into this office, and it's amazing. <laughs> Every moment yeah, of it is fantastic. Maybe I just need to watch more of of Harold Lloyd, because I, I, liked, I liked his stuff. Um, you know he was missing some fingers on one of his hands? I did not know that. He... 
if if the story is correct that I remember hearing, it was that he was posing for a photo, and I think it was like a fake bomb or something. It was some explosive thing that wasn't supposed to go off, and and they thought it was a prop, but the fuse was lit, and it was some small explosive that he was holding kind of jokingly, and at the moment that the fuse was going down, he actually turned and looked another way, and then the bomb went off in his hand. Jesus. And it blew off, I, I want to say, um, I want to say like two of his end fingers, his, his pinky and the, the one next to it. So he uh, he actually wore a glove on that one hand every time he was in a movie, then onward, because he he didn't want anybody to notice. And I think what he did was he tied those two fingers on that glove to his middle finger. Oh, that's cool. So that whenever he bends his hand. But that clock tower scene, uh, he climbed that building without, fing- like, a couple fingers on one of his hands. Jesus. Yeah, so it, it makes it that much more impressive that he was doing that. I actually always wanted to get one of those... Uh, Safety last, 1923. I always wanted to get one of those Harold Lloyd clocks that just has the guy hanging from the neck. <laughs> um, an accident, this is Wikipedia, an accident with a bomb mistaken as a prop resulted in the loss of, oh, I guess it was the thumb and index finger. What? Jesus. Oh my god, so he didn't even have a thumb. I hope it wasn't on his dominant hand. On his right hand. So he was... <laughs> wow. Um, he was essentially a cat. <laughs> though the glove often did not go unnoticed. That he, Yeah, he wore a glove, and I guess so... Yeah, that means he must have tied the index finger to the, other, to the middle finger. Right. But I think if you look, his thumb is always sticking out on wow. his right hand in those... But... Yeah, like he was climbing that clock tower without, without a, a thumb, thumb on his right hand. What a insane man. Um, See, Nathan, you done talking shit about Harold Lloyd? Well, no, but that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's impressive. <laughs> I don't know if it's funny to me. Like, I, if I'm going to rank them on on comedy, uh, I actually really like Raymond Griffith. I think, is it Raymond Griffith? Uh, no one's ever heard of Raymond Griffith, but he was a really good silent comedian, too. And I, I remember kind of looking up a bunch of his films. He was, uh, unfortunately, and not a lot of them are still around. But he was arguably just as as funny as a lot of them. You know, an era that I miss, and it's really, it's, it's what I really grew up on. Like, my heroes when I was little were the old singing cowboys. Like, uh, like the, you know... 1930s and uh, 1930s and 40s, you got your Roy Rogers and your Gene Autry, <laughs> which Roy Rogers actually, he got his entire career because Gene Autry went to go fight in the war. <laughs> I see. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of funny, the backstories that you have for, for how people end up at where they are in life. Yeah. He is a disgrace to the South. He is a disgrace to the South. Or I gotta he figure was too in line. Who is this dude walking around spreading lies? He got in line like three times. He is a 
Brigadier Brandy. Brigadier Brandyworth. Hey, you know what's a disgrace to the South? Slavery. I mean... Yeah, that's right. We're getting topical. <laughs> We're getting topical. Keeping it real on Cinepraisal. <laughs> what if, like, I just start subtly defending <laughs> slavery? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's how you feel about it. Well, it's just... It's like, I was reading uh, Voyage of the Dawn Treader earlier today, and, like, they shut down the slave trade on, on this, like, chain of islands. And they're like, but that's, like, a major part of our economy. Like, you know, we're, we're going to fail as a country if, if we don't have slavery. He's like, yeah, that sounds like a you problem. Hmm. Going on with our day. <laughs> <laughs> so she just... Was he, like, legitimately rejected from the army? Yeah. Twice. And so she said, don't lie. Don't yeah. come back to me un unless you have a... Oh, this shot I, I, I've seen. Yeah. Because it's kind of... This this is one of so many shots of the course of the movie where I'm, every time I watch it, I'm like, you so easily could have been maimed. I know, like, the way that he just accepts... <laughs> it's, it's so funny. And yeah, he's so depressed that he doesn't even notice. Um... Yes, it's just like, north of Chattanooga. You can't be a known and do nothing man, man. You must go off and fight. Again, what is it with the women in these movies well, making men fight? You ever read uh, Doyle's The Lost World? I have not. So the the narrator. I didn't no expect a segue here. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the narrator is a reporter, and he's going to try and propose to his girlfriend, uh, and. Uh, Gladys. He's going to going to propose to his girlfriend, Gladys, and she tells him, Are you still I, I won't marry you because you haven't accomplished anything. She's like, if I'm going to marry a man, I will marry his accomplishments more than the man himself. And it's just like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what Gladys says? Yeah. Why is Gladys always a psychopathic killing machine? I had an Aunt Gladys. She was really nice. <laughs> I miss my Aunt Gladys. There you go, Dex. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but no. But you've like, played Portal, right? Like one of the My jokes are yes, making yes. sense. Okay. <laughs> but like one of the craziest things is like I was reading the story and then like I brought it up to an old woman who like I was talking to at the time and she's like, no, that makes sense. <laughs> what? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I guess... I... I'm, I'm putting Is it this just way. because I'm glad I live in the age I live in now. Sure. For several reasons. <laughs> I mean, you gotta look at it as a It was more about an idea of survival or I guess there's that feeling of safety. If if you know that a man is is really accomplished and and has you know wealth or has all of those things, it's just you're more likely to live and then your family is more likely to be better off for it i guess that, who that's... thought that watching the general would devolve into a discussion of sexual <laughs> politics why but... is it devolving into a discussion um who knows what's right or wrong i mean at, at the end of the day we're, we're still creatures that are just trying to keep surviving so 
sort of makes sense on some level. I've that... driven through Marietta, Georgia. <laughs> How was it? I was on a freeway. I saw a Burger King. Riveting. <laughs> as riveting as those rivets. I mean... In that the, train track. The, That's the, what they're called, right? No. They're not <laughs> what are they called? Rib, rivet? Rib, rib, you know what I'm talking about, right? I do know what you're talking about. What are they called? I'm enjoying listening to this. <laughs> Fine. Hold it over my head. Enjoy your knowledge. Like a sword of Damocles. <laughs> way to way to play the, the sword of Damocles card. Big shanty, 20 minutes for dinner. Let's bring back shanty. That's a good word. Look at that! Look at those beard beard stash. Like if, mutton chops. If, There's if no you, beard there. If you ever shaved this thing that you've got going, <laughs> shave the bottom part. But yeah, would you ever? Uh, would you ever go the mutton chop route? Um, only for a costume. My face won't let me. Only if, <laughs> only if I was going to to go into some I'm kind all, of. I'm all like, like, hey, face. Can I have a beard? Southern no. general character. <laughs> Don't don't be a southern general because <laughs> because they're all evil. Well, not evil. They're not they're just all like, evil. Well, I mean, they're but they're willing to die a southern, for a southern colonel. They're willing to a die southern... for a wrong cause while also being really, really all about like honor and what's right. How about but missing a major piece of that? How about a southern landowner? How about what could be what could be right? bad about a southern right. landowner? No. How about you just go the route of a uh, Irish bar fighter? They also had mutton chops. Oh, this is true. Or I'd like or, to be an Irish bar an, fighter. An English cop in the Victorian era. Ooh, I like that. But no, probably. Oh my God, what is, are they robbing a train? They're robbing the train. Yeah. Oh, geez. So this is the great train robbery. God damn it. <laughs> For you silent cinema I was gonna say, like, out if, there. if anybody doesn't watch silent films and they're watching this one, like, this is gonna be filled with lots of jokes you're not going to get. You know, in a lot of ways, this film is really, um, it's really similar to Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. God damn it, I was gonna, I was gonna go there. I was gonna go there. I they have, just they have a lot like, in common. I was just thinking, like, I think at some point they call for a doctor. That's when I'll make the reference. <laughs> I mean, look at this avant-garde landscape. and It's got grass and trees. <laughs> like, I don't think it's that avant-garde. I, I mean, it's all taking place inside... A Red Hot Chili Peppers music video? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or every Tim Burton movie. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> He looked at one film and went, that's it. That's all I want to do for the rest of time. And, and for those of you who didn't, who didn't catch the visual gag, which is everyone but me, Dax just whipped off his hat and his hair flung about in a mad flurry. He's like, that's it. I was trying to emulate Tim Burton's uh, demeanor. Not his voice. 
in any sense, but at least something about who he is. Or maybe I look more, a little more like uh, Helen Carter than I do Tim Burton. <laughs> who has messier hair? Yeah, it was it was Helena Bonham Carter's hair, but Jeff Bridges' beard. <laughs> the Dax abides. Oh, which by the way, I just saw a picture of Jeff Bridges in. Um... Oh, you're going the wrong way. You gotta hit the. Oh, uh, what a... do you call those things? A handcart. Oh, okay. Continue. <laughs> yeah, but it, uh, there's a switch you have to hit underneath to change the direction it goes. Mm. Tricky. But yeah. Um... No, I, I saw a production photo for Kingsman, The Golden Circle, where Jeff Bridges doesn't have a beard. And it confused me. <laughs> hmm. Like, I don't remember the last time I saw him without a beard. Yeah. I don't either. Yeah, ex- see? Well, have you ever seen, um... Oh, there's no, there's no rail. Oh, shit! <laughs> Again, so oh many instances God. in this movie where, I, like, I see him do stunts. I'm like, how did you not break a leg? And this is this <laughs> is many, long before. How many minecarts were totaled for your film, Adam? This is this is long <laughs> before there were safety standards on film sets. Oh, have you ever seen uh, Way Down East? This no, one of the... but I love that he just jumped and jump started a big wheeled bicycle. that I mentioned earlier um wait who directed we don't wait you Oof. know what Oof. who directed <sighs> birth of a nation who directed it oh E.W. Griffith yes I was confused because I mentioned Raymond Griffith earlier and I couldn't remember what it was. Uh, D.W. Griffith directed Way Down East. And uh, in that movie, the, there's a whole iceberg scene at the end where a woman is like trapped on, on an iceberg and a guy is leaping from iceberg to iceberg towards her, towards the edge of a waterfall to rescue her. Holy shit. Now, it was mostly real. And apparently... Her hand was kind of in the water, and she actually lost feeling in a couple of her fingertips for the rest of her life Jesus because Christ. of the scenes that that she did. Um, yes, it was very. But like you were saying, there were no regulations. They stole his engine. He's going after it. I had some thought. It's long gone, though. What were we talking about besides mutton chops? That was cool. For a brief second, there was like a flash where you could see uh, the leader of the, the real change. Oh. Uh, yeah. Look at him. Look at him being good at what he does. Oh, hold on. There's a cannon. This can't lead anywhere bad. <laughs> If you give a Buster Keaton a cannon. <laughs> Comedy. Boo. Boo. 
again, Adam, we need to add sound effects. No, we don't. These films, they're unfinished. Clunk. That's not how this works. They didn't know. They didn't know that sound was missing. We should, we should intercut this with uh, the incident at, uh, what is it, Owl Creek? I'm, I'm afraid I don't know. Oh, it's like this Civil War era short short film, silent, about a guy. Um, he's about to be hanged on a bridge. That sounds hilarious. But like it, like the whole thing is like he's about to be hanged, and then as he jumps, or as they force him to jump, the rope snaps, <laughs> and he lands in the water and starts swimming away, and they're firing on him. And he runs through the woods and manages to get away. And he gets back to the house where his loved one, like the woman he loves, is sitting on the front porch. And he's running towards her. And she's running towards him. And he's running towards her. But you realize he's never getting any closer to her. Mm. And then it cuts and the rope never snapped. Mm. Yeah. I'm just saying, cut together Civil War silent movies. <laughs> I'm not saying it would be good. Why are they, why are they the way they are? You know? Yeah. Why are they so depressing? Well, I mean, Civil War. Oh, people fight all the time. <laughs> that sounds really bad. <laughs> they do. Have you seen, um... Have you seen what's going on in Venezuela? <laughs> I don't know why I want to date this, but I mean, some some terrifying stuff. Have you seen what's going on in Syria? Have you seen what's going on in, in everywhere? Everywhere? I mean, just look. Look outside your window. <laughs> and then you will start to question everything. Uh I, Again. I'm, wait, I'm just imagining the person listening to this who just looks outside, <laughs> looks outside the window at that moment and just sees some holy bizarre shit. If you do, please And they're just like, us. how does he know? <laughs> please let us know. We, we appreciate. You just picked up a fuse that was already lit. And love you for listening. We are in love with you for listening to this. Thank you. I mean, I guess you're cool. Thank you for being there for us. You were here for us when, <laughs> when no one else was. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't put enough powder in. <laughs> it just like fires off into the... Landed next he to He just him. kicks it. Oh my god. Yeah, these still hold up. Yeah. Um, I mean, dated in premise, maybe, but... Yeah, uh, but I mean, like, we could totally still make a Civil War comedy today. It's not like the Civil War was current <laughs> when this happened. The Civil War wasn't yeah, current when they made like, this movie. Looks over, like, eh. But it's, it's, it's kind of funny. It's really funny. It's, it's very funny when you start considering how... <laughs> he put the whole freaking can in. Like this is a wily e. coyote routine. It really is. But it, you realize how instrumental like all of these silent also people were in defining what this was. For... Also, he's doing all this on a real moving train. 
Like, that's not a green screen behind him or anything. That's a real no. train he's on. And he's just he's just walking around all nonchalantly, lighting shit on fire. Because he's a good performer. Jumping. Ah, fucking almost falling. No, <laughs> that's so... On a real train! <laughs> on a real train! Are we... I guess it is, huh? Jeez. Oh my god. And then the clocks got really loud it's, in the it's background. Point, it's pointing at him. <laughs> it's such great framing. Because he put all the powder in there. And now there's nothing he can do to get over there. And now he's chained. <laughs> This is just a ah! <laughs> Go away! Oh my... Yeah, all these guys, also on a real train. No safety, uh, safety concerns or anything. Could easily fall off of that and die. <laughs> Oh. It's a. Oh, 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 okay. Thought it was a hit. Yes. He is sitting on the front of the train. Oh my god. Cow catcher. How did they. I mean, they must. So they're just driving next to. Yeah, they're just driving next to it. If he, if he fell yeah. at any point... At any point, he'd be just cut in half. I feel like Buster Keaton probably... I, I like Buster Keaton a step more than... Charlie Chaplin, I think. They're both great at what they're, they do. They're both very, very good, but I, I feel like I'd want to be friends with Buster Keaton <laughs> more than Charlie Chaplin. Sure, Keaton, Keaton's like our first action hero. Yeah, he's an action comedian, whereas whereas uh, Chaplin had a good routine with the, the, the lovable tramp. tramp. Yeah. And, but there's always something a little... Um, I feel like there's a kind of anger behind Charlie Chaplin sometimes. Oh, this is great. He has to, he has to race that car before it, it uh, comes back on the same track as him. <laughs> and it's uh, it's back on the same track. Situational comedy. Like, this is... This is, this is actual situational too. comedy. Yeah, like, like, that was perfectly framed. So you could watch the other car come onto the track with him, and now he notices it. <laughs> <laughs> Just that, that slow blink. Well, son of a bitch. <laughs> Maybe he's a more sympathetic, uh, something a little more genuine about about Buster Keaton and what he's doing. I think I'm basing this on nothing other than opinion. That's all we have to go that's on. All we, that's all we have. I should rewatch The Great Dictator. 
other Chaplin movies. It's too bad we don't have a a show for watching films and talking about them. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we have a really good excuse for it. <laughs> it just falls. Well, yeah, because those guys were dumping the, uh, the wood on the track to try and like... stop him, and they just end up helping him out by knocking the other car off. It's, but it's... Oh, my God. It's like, actual... the sheer cost of that? Of doing that shot? Yeah. Now, is this... Are they using a back uh, background here, do you think? Possibly. This might be, because those yeah. mountains are not moving with much parallax. Uh, so, I... I wouldn't be surprised if if on some of these shots they're they're doing that's it, real yeah you can tell by the way the 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 other cart was oh yeah Th this one always fucking blows my mind oh my god <laughs> so he just gets off <laughs> oh no oh no oh no <laughs> <laughs> he so easily could have snapped his ankle. Oh my god. And then just been dragged under the train. So easy. But wait, but wait. Oh. <laughs> and. Yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Somebody rolled a 20. Beautiful. How many takes do you think that took? <laughs> Because it's like, okay, back up the entire train. <laughs> like, or do you just then go to a new part of the track and try and do it again? $750,000 for this. <laughs> it shows. Oh, but yeah, that was the point I was making earlier. Is like, they could have shot this for sound. They didn't. And instead put that money into all the stunts and yeah, everything. There's a lot of arguments that sound came a bit too early for for film. I know a lot of a lot of film historians felt that if it had come maybe ten or fifteen years later, that it wouldn't have set back movies kind of in the way that it did, because they were still it's like everybody was suddenly like sound sound we gotta have sound and then the visual side of things sort of started suffering well because they were trying to always compensate in, for how to record the sound in many but not all cases because like again you know sooner or later when we get things working again uh we'll watch kong and kong the sound design on that is fantastic the sound design the score everything about it is extremely well done and the visuals for it are Still, you know, for the time, mind-blowing. They're cutting edge. <laughs> so he doesn't see that it's... Nope. Always framed. Always framed in a way so that you know what's going on. I mean, th what's the rule for comedy? They say you should always play comedy in wides. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not a 100% rule, but because you see... You see everything... So you can always kind of see the full joke. Yeah, you you see the things that even the characters don't.
But you can tell where all the, the thought went into. I watched this with my dad the first time, and the entire time it's like, it's weird that we're cheering for him, even though he's fighting for the South. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a good movie. A good movie will make you side with the perspective of of a character, even if you don't... Even if you kind of are like... Eh, that's <laughs> I amazing. left a flaming train car inside the bridge. Oh my god. But I mean, it's true. If you, if you give a character appeal, they can... The best villains are the ones you can sympathize with. Well, that's... I was, I was going to bring up Clockwork Orange, that Alex in that movie, played by Malcolm McDowell, was just... It, Human it ride, garbage. He, he rides the line of... Because like, there's so many moments in that film towards more of, the, more of the second half where you're kind of like, should I feel bad for him? But he's an asshole. Like, he raped and killed... And but but it still like dares you to kind of have moments of empathy for his character when he's in to, when he's in shittier situations. Right. And it like a good filmmaker can kind of do that. Uh, and yeah, there's just there's that one moment where he's offering change to the old man, and then the old man, it's like you you feel like at that moment he might have changed his ways. But then the old man goes recognizes him as the one that beat him up earlier, mm-hmm. and then calls his all his other friends to help beat him up. <laughs> you're kind of like this is sort of sweet vengeance. <laughs> I mean, I can't really feel bad, but I kind of do because he almost had a change of heart. Look but anyway, all, look all, the look general. At this, look at this. Look at this. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Real extras. So remarkably shot, just the way the train went across the frame, and you saw him still chopping the wood and everything. Yeah, oblivious. Yep, that's that's the ultimate example of playing a comedy in wine. So mm-hmm. that, oh my god, this is a lot of extras. Have you seen Have you seen Metropolis? Did we talk about it? long time ago. Uh, you probably didn't see the the restored cut, huh? I don't think so. No. Um, but it doesn't matter. It's in both, but the, the crowds, the extras, there's like 10,000 extras or something in, in the original Metropolis. <laughs> that was great timing. They all stood up simultaneously. Um, but there's some huge amount of extras in that movie and I feel like you see all of them. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so rare anymore to like, to see a movie that like, when uh, the Ten Commandments came out and they went on and on about a cast of thousands. Like, it's so rare to see a movie that just has, like, a fuck ton of extras. Like, that's, that's from an age when, like, movies were these colossal, just... I don't have a word for it. <laughs> Dax, help me well, out. Well, they just were... <laughs> Sorry. The... the in all it's, fairness, it's we not are late. recording this at 12.40 in the morning. It's not late. Not at all. Um, they were... Uh, you gotta imagine it was pretty special when movies started being made. This shit hadn't been done before. This was new. <laughs> he broke the axe. 
Well, I mean, at the same time, like, one of the things I, like, I tend to forget from time to time is, like, whenever I go home, uh, back to Jersey, mm -hmm. and I talk to people, like, movies are still magic to them. That's true. Are we just disillusioned because we've tried to, to make stuff, and we, we kind of see through well, what's going on, and... We, we've seen the sausage made, but at the same time, like, to me, the, the can best still movies, enjoy sausage. Well, yeah, but like the, to me, the best movies are the ones that like I I feel the magic again. And like I I can sit down and watch a movie and like completely forget about how it was made or anything like that, and I'm just in that space, and it's it gives me that same feeling I had when I was twelve. That almost always happens with Nightmare Before Christmas for me. I can see that. I every time I try to sit and kind of analyze the film while I'm watching it, I just end up watching it. Okay, I, I, I can't help but want to to sing along and and to accept the world. That's that's uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this you know, Spielberg is a talented man. And back in George Lucas's, uh, they're just gonna better days. drop logs on him. Look at that. Oh my god. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm excited uh, for Ready Player One. That's going to be cool. Hmm. There is only one man on that engine. And he does not share power. I don't know. Is that the right moment for Lord of the Rings-ish kind of reference? I was going to head in the direction of Dune. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, who controls the spice? Oh, we should not watch Dune. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds like, sounds like you have some opinions on Dune. <laughs> that tree stole his hat. No, we will. Oh, that was cute. <laughs> Yeah, ghost tree. There's a great joke with hats in a Chaplin film where he, or maybe it's a Buster Keaton. It's one of them. I think they're on a boat and a hat blows away. And so he just grabs another hat off a hat rack. And then like later it just happens and he just automatically grabs yet another hat. So there's like a recurrent joke that hats keep blowing off him and he just will, without even hesitating, he just starts grabbing new hats every time. Wow. Uh, in the end of the soap, I missed that. Basically, I basically he's, he's in the Northern Territory now, and uh, he is like, he has no food, he has no shelter, he's cold and alone. And in the North. In the North, where all the non slavery people are. What time is it again? <laughs> Why are we recording late? We're recording late because I was late. Uh, These by things over, happen. By over half an hour. These things happen. And we decided to watch two films. Preceding this was Rashomon. Another black and white. But with sound. Speaking of Rashomon. That was a talkie. Speaking of Rashomon, there's still Pocky left. <laughs> we still have Pocky. As a carryover from my stupid end tag joke. The Pocky that we're not sponsored by, but we'd love to be. We are not sponsored by Glico, but, um, again, 
if there's like a monthly Glico crate, um, we will gladly eat your stuff. Like seriously, we have no problem just like shilling the entire commentary. <laughs> like if we were to get like fifteen different sponsors, it would just be us giving commercials for uh, an hour and a half. I really love the way Buster Keaton picks up a Coca Cola bottle. You think he would have eaten point. Pocky if uh, if it existed at the time? I mean, yeah, I I would eat Pocky no matter when I was alive. They're waiting for General Parker's army, or Parker Brothers. <laughs> I'm not going to yes and you on that. <laughs> I don't want to go anywhere else <laughs> with that joke. I, I don't think it deserves it. And the army met by our supply trains will advance for a surprise attack on the rebels' left flank. Thank you, Dax, for reading the words that are there. And doing such a great job. <laughs> I'll do a better job of reading the inner titles. Once our trains and troops cross that bridge, nothing on earth can stop us. I I just I love how they're having like a villain's monologue, but it's the <laughs> north. <laughs> it's the Union Army having a villain's monologue. <laughs> we should watch we're not no. going to watch Birth of a Nation. We are not watching Birth of a Nation. Have you ever seen any yes, of it? Yes, I've seen Birth of a Nation. Oh, it's so long. It's so long and so racist. Have you seen the drunk history uh, story of like the beginnings of United Artists? Wait, this sounds very familiar. And it, it's, it's him. It's... Um, like Buster Keaton and Mary Pickford and what, and like a bunch of people. Uh, I'm feeling bad because I can't remember all the people behind United Artists, but they're like, and D.W. Griffith was there, and he's like, hey guys, let's make a movie about the Klan because they're awesome, and they're like, no, dude, that's racist. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the good old, the good old star power team and. In classic Hollywood. It was... There was a Google Doodle for Mary Pickford. Yeah, it was her like, birthday, like, three days ago. Yeah. Cool. Cool, Google. I tried to I tried to have a bartender make me the Mary Pickford drink to celebrate her birthday, but for some reason that bar didn't have uh, pineapple juice. Kind of bar didn't have pineapple juice. <laughs> There's... Uh, what is... No, no, no. And there, to be clear... Oh, to be clear... I was one of two people at that bar when I ordered a complicated drink, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not superimposed at all, that effect. She is way prettier than that picture initially made us think. I, I don't know, it's the hair. It's the hair that's thrown. Well, no. Oh, I, I, I love that. that uh... She's like a droopy quality. About. What? <laughs> not, not droopy dog, but just like there's a, maybe frumpy. What does frumpy mean? I think you need to stop describing women. I think. <laughs> call, call girl frumpy. <laughs> It's just looking very frumpy. What exactly are you saying? Like, no, none of the words you just used to describe her are words that you should ever <laughs> use to describe a woman. 
<laughs> I'll edit all of this out. <laughs> Probably for the best. It's it's uh no, she looks forlorn. Well, yeah, forlorn she's allowed to be. Yeah, well, and I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> I'm not saying any of those things are bad. So you should look how for no, but okay, what I mean is physically her eyes have this like frowny slant. Yeah, because she's upset. <laughs> but they've kind of been that way the whole movie. It almost looks like her makeup is made that way. Maybe it is. Maybe it's made that way because it, it wants to be so apparent. I don't know. I like the 1920s actress look. But I'm saying like it's it's probably done that way so that you there's no mistake that you feel that looking well, at sure. it. Sure. But it's interesting that they would emphasize makeup, maybe? I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Why are you even listening to this? We're obviously not experts. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> don't tell the customer not to enjoy our product. Don't do that. If you're listening, we really appreciate you being a part of our Get podcast. away from the microphone. <laughs> Don't do that. God, I feel like I have to wrangle you. <laughs> Dax Wrangler. That's right next to cat wrangling. <laughs> what are we watching? Oh, that was a good time joke. Good staging. And now he's breaking in. To a woman's bedroom. This will end well. See, this is just like that scene from Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. He even kind of looks like the somnambulist. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. He looks like the somnambulist here. <laughs> and he's in all a dark costume, so... What, what was the somnambulist name? It was like Carlo or something, wasn't it? Does it have a name? They, yeah, he has a name at one point. I don't even... It was like Carlo or Pedro or something. It was like... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that sound was. Um, it's my roommate gargling. I hope it got on the recording. That'd be awesome. Because otherwise, nobody will understand. Well, I the mean, if, if you feel the need, if you at home feel the need to play along, just have somebody gargle oh. in, uh, in the same room. Here, I'll do it. I'll do, no, I'm not going to do it. It's going to sound gross. Don't do that. <laughs> Dax wrangling. Okay. Wait, am I the. Am I? You're being the straight man, I suppose. I don't. In this I don't situation. even know anymore. <laughs> I don't know if we have a defined, uh, <laughs> defined always one, one certain way dynamic. I don't think we need to be. The lightning. You see that lightning effect that was just like drawn onto the film. It was beautiful. I miss drawn lightning. Uh, I miss the old ILM, like, Ghostbusters lightning effects. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those used to be done by, um, by hand-drawn animators that 
were also doing it for 2D films. Oh, shit, a bear. <laughs> How many times in life <laughs> has that thought crossed your mind? I, I love At that, like... At least three. I love that the lightning strike. <laughs> the, the, the lightning struck, he saw the bear and freaked out, and then when it got dark again, he's like, oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> and then it struck again, and he's like, oh, wait, a bear. That reaction was so great. It was <laughs> like the perfectly placed log for him to fall backwards when she popped out. Um, yeah, like all this staging is great. It, it feels like she's kind of putting a bear trap. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my God! Uh, this is a real bear trap. And now he's stuck in a bear trap. Oh, holy crap. Yeah, her ankle's probably, like, genuinely broken. <laughs> oh my god. That's not really funny. I mean, it's... it's kind of funny. Like, and now his foot's in. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> she's, like, screaming in pain. While he's, like, comically trying to get out of a bear trap. Yeah, this is a, a wily coyote <laughs> situation for sure. I, I mean, it's just apparent Looney Tunes. They they looked at all of it's this. It's live action Looney Tunes. But that's and that's the thing. This came before it. Oh this, yeah. This is what inspired all of that stuff. And they just they they went. Well, we can be even more precise with timing because we can literally get down to the frame. Mm-hmm. You know, they say comedy is all in the timing. Timing. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and avoid and it's any all... other bear traps. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, comedy is also often not about what is said, but about what is left. Getting deep on something. <laughs> it's such a dumb joke. It's not even really a joke. Uh, oh, she is into this. She is into being oh, in the um, rain. Well, I mean, it was a whole struggle for me to get here to you. Like, it's very valiant and. Leg. I stole a cannon. <laughs> Aren't your, isn't your leg in immense pain? <laughs> nice quiet refreshing oh, rest. Is that what they're calling it these days? Yeah, but also they were in the middle of a rainstorm. Uh what? And they didn't move all and night. They didn't change their places. Pine cone? Pine cone? Where did the It's a giant pine cone. Pine cone just come from. Just hit him in the head. <laughs> we should just be giving them voices. It'd be so funny if while he was just reaching around just now, he just stuck his hand to a bear trap. <laughs> <laughs> a nice little callback. I mean... I, I would love if the bear trap just made, like, several callbacks throughout, <laughs> throughout the rest of the movie. Remember how funny the bear trap was? <laughs> and, like, it should be in places then where... Then you should step on a landmine. <laughs> 
Let's just keep I, I amping want, it up. I want the bear trap to just come up in places where there shouldn't realistically be a bear trap. Just have it be like the uh, like the raccoon on Family Guy. <laughs> I think my favorite is still when Lois is undoing her. Yes, her, her, She's undoing her shirt. The raccoon, and the raccoon flies just out. flies out because <laughs> it's like completely blindsiding you on that one. Like you, you would think she would notice that. Ah, so the general. Oh, it's because he's of the he's, chain. he's wearing Union blues. Hmm. I'm in suspense. I I kind of like that these titles are on this wooden. Yeah, frame. it's like a nice veneer. Yeah, it's not just a black card. If you're gonna do titles like that, put a little artistic thought into how you're doing them. Were were the titles just normal in the artist? I actually haven't seen the artist. Well, really? Yeah, it's worth seeing. I don't know if it deserved Best Picture when it got it, but... I just think it's funny that, that that was the same year that Tree of Life came out, and between the artist and Tree of Life, several people went to the movies and then de demanded their money back. <laughs> it's it's worth seeing, especially if you are a... a <laughs> oh my god. Especially if you are a fan of, of silent films, because there's a lot of... Here, get in this bag. I mean, we've all tried. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop right there. <laughs> I'm not gonna pursue that any anymore. Um, <laughs> but if you're a fan of silent movies, oh my god, that look. Oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, don't forget, I love you very much. Now get in this bag. <laughs> But wait, is she wearing things to give away that, I mean, does she have, does she have colors on that? No, given no, it's just side? that she's a woman and he's trying to like disguise the fact that, like, cause he's in Union Blues. He looks like he would belong on the train. There'd right, be no reason for a civilian woman be to be no on the train. There'd be no reason for her to be on. Okay. Yeah. That's understandable. So I better put on one of these shoes. Oh no, Jesus. Oh my god. Um But um they actually do play with the fact that it's a silent movie in the artist. Then I, I kinda like that. Um Do you care if I spoil anything about it? No. No there's just a there's a point in it where sound happens. Yeah, I, I've I've heard about that, and it's very it's very well done because up to that point you've been so engrossed in this kind of silent movie that they've created, and then it plays into the narrative that <laughs> that a character suddenly is, starts hearing things. Um, I think it's framed as a dream or a nightmare that he has, but uh, yeah, it was like a beautiful little love letter to. <laughs> old Hollywood cinema. I love when things are made they're made by people who love a type of movies. Like, 
it's not just like, oh, somebody made a horror movie. Like, no. To make a horror movie that's made by somebody who loves horror movies. To make a silent movie that's made by someone who loves silent movies. That's the what horror, it felt like. The horror movie I'm, I'm thinking of specifically is The Cabin in the Woods. Mm. The Cabin in the Woods is a movie that was made by people who loved horror yeah. movies. I mean, yeah, I think you have to have that, that passion behind... I, that's... I was talking about recently that the only... Like, sequels are, are good if they're made by people who wanted to make them. Oh, yeah. And the, the ones that aren't are the ones that are... Corporate decisions! Oh, my God, that was great! <laughs> bashes him in the head. I like that you felt the need to finish your thought while being while, excited while about being what was excited. happening. <laughs> You're like, corporate decisions! And corporate decision, bam! <laughs> Take that, mutton chops. Is it... I mean, what is it when the mutton chops connect with the mustache? Uh, is that is there a name for that? I feel like there has to be. All mustache right. chops. Alright, Google. <laughs> Just gonna subtly like a door this knocker. Up. Oh my god, my my throat is actually sore from from because <laughs> we've been talking, but we're genuinely laughing at a lot of this stuff too. We are genuine with our laughter. We're sincere. On eh. Cinepraisal. Eh. No fake laughs. Only so. <laughs> Oh, he's taking down the telegraph lines. Oh, clever girl. We'll watch that one later. Oh, this is Jurassic Park. Really? <laughs> it's making... It's making a reference to... You might have seen this movie. It's got dinosaurs. Only, uh... Every day for the summer of 1995. <laughs> Why is Jurassic Park so so long-standing in people's affections as a film? It, it feels generally like a pretty universally loved movie. I've never really run into anyone who's ever gone, oh, I hate Jurassic Park. No, I've never but I've definitely run that. into people who haven't seen it. And every time that happens, I'm just like, but how are, yeah, but how how? are you a person? How are you a person... And you haven't seen Jurassic Park. Like, I thought that was a law. <laughs> <laughs> but it is... I, I, I'm serious. I don't think I've ever heard someone say they didn't like it. And that's kind of rare. I, I love how, like, there doesn't seem to be doors on the ends of these cars, so people just keep hacking through them with axes. <laughs> I mean, that's how I solve most of my problems. Okay. <laughs> I just feel I just feel like this commentary is going to be entered into evidence at some point. <laughs> and then he went through the that that was nothing. That went nowhere, Dex. Why did you even try? Well done. That was a non-bit. Just throw that. See, I can't MST3K. I, I I don't know how to do that. 
I love it. He's just, he just keeps just, stepping on he her. He just keeps hurting her. It's like a real relationship. Where'd she pull a spoon from? Oh, no, that's the pin from when she oh unhooked the rest God. of the other cars. She looks like she's... I, I don't know. Are you reading some genuine discomfort from the actress in doing a lot of this? Oh, yeah. It feels like some of that is not acting. <laughs> like Some of it may just be... I this hurts. I don't want to keep doing like, I'm this. Cur- I'm curious how much they paid her. I'm curious how much they paid her for this. Oh my god. Because, like, it's one thing for Keaton to do all of this. Sure. It's his name on the movie. Yeah. He he wrote and directed oh this god. thing. Oh. Like, it's all him. He's He's doing his own stunts, his own stunt coordination, all this shit. She's a hired actress. To the best of my... Like, as far as I know, she is not a stunt woman. But I guess she is now. <laughs> Man, do you ever feel cooler? Like, is there ever a moment in your life that you'd feel cooler than standing on top of a train moving <laughs> full speed? I actually just wrote into a, a treatment, a train fight. <laughs> a fight on the roof of a train. What, just is like, what is it about trains? I don't know. <laughs> Why, what is it that makes good good action on a tr- on a moving train so you, you saw the the episode of archer where they were like transporting uh a canadian criminal <laughs> canadian criminal by train and he just keeps talking about how badly he wants to have a fight on top of the train <laughs> and then when it finally happens is the ocelot show up at well, some well, of point course too? at some point but like it finally happens, and as soon as he sticks his head above, he's just like, "Oh God, the dust!" <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "It's like getting sandblasted in your eyes." And then he then he puts on the night vision goggles, and a train coming the other direction just blasts him with a headlight. He's like, "Ah, redness!" <laughs> he's like, "Why do people do this?" <laughs> <clears throat> I love his thought process through his his gestures. They're just falling off the other side. <laughs> oh my god. Please don't go under the train. It hurts. It's too good. What's she doing? Getting up to some mischief. What are you doing? I'm looking up beards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a rational answer to that question. Oh, you know what it's called? It's called friendly mutton chops. Friendly mutton chops? I'm not kidding you. Mutton chops, which are connected by a mustache, but no chin hair. <laughs> That's what it's called. Really? Because, like, that seems like a look mainly sported by someone who's about to beat the shit out of you in a bar. <laughs> yeah, it does. But they're called friendly mutton chops. <laughs> I didn't know that Fu Manchu was an actual oh, yeah. beard term, but I guess that makes sense. For what it's always referred to, but, mm-hmm. um, 
Isn't Dr. Fu Manchu the... It's mildly racist, yeah. <laughs> Master criminal. Hmm. Goat patch. Goatee. You're missing this. <laughs> what is... I look down for... For a full minute just to figure out beards. So she, <laughs> she she basically took the rope while he was busy trying to get wood onto the wood cart. She took the rope and tied it to two trees on opposite sides of the track so that when they hit it, they ripped the trees out of the ground and like two guys were stuck on the front of the train just getting bound to it by the rope. <laughs> Take that, the north. Trains are cool, though. Oh, they're so cool. That's part of the reason I like Back to the Future 3. Because of the steam engine? Because of the steam engine. Also, the the time train. Time train's pretty awesome. Is one of my favorite things I've ever seen in a movie. I love that time train so much. <laughs> the back just falls off. Yes, Dax, that's what happened. The, the time train's awesome, especially when you're like, yes, but why does it fly? <laughs> <laughs> why does it need to be a train? I mean, obviously, he just he ended enabling it to fly at some point, but it was a train because he needed to make it a train to travel through time. Uh, but I love that moment where, because it's a callback to the ending of the first one. And that the, the time train flies towards the camera yeah, at yeah. the very end. So uh, for for a film that didn't need sequels, that was written as a one-off. And the To Be Continued was just a joke. Yeah, the To, to Be Continued was a joke at the end of the first one. And then they're like, uh, "It's this movie is crazy popular. We're making a sequel with or without you. And, and like, I love Zemeckis' whole thing. He's like, yeah, I'll make a sequel, but only if it can take place inside of the first movie. <laughs> Which was a brilliant move. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it, it's... This it's guy's still on the train. Written. I forgot about that. The oh, yeah, guy he, he knocked out earlier. Knocked, he keeps getting knocked out. <laughs> no, but I... For, That's super bad for you. It's like Back to the Future is the good version of... Of having a movie, then writing two sequels. Oh, yeah. And then The Matrix is the bad version of having a good movie and then writing two sequels. Because they were written at the same time, I think. Re Reloaded and Revolution. And I'm staying out of your whole train of thought here. And staying <laughs> of part two and part three of Back to the Future. Are <laughs> out of out of disagreeance or out of... <sighs> I want to have a career one day. <laughs> Actually. Watch. Whoa. Oh, no. I don't, I don't know. It's like, whatever. You're, you're artists. You'll, you'll make mistakes. Um, I, I don't feel like I'm alone in feeling that way about the Matrix films. But uh, the first one is great. I actually do like a lot about the second one. I think there's some really brilliant It's going to be great when they try to burn that wood now. It's all wet. <laughs> oh, jeez. Just rip the spout off. 
Great, now nobody else can use it. <laughs> it's extremely God. bad for a hot engine. Like, that boiler could realistically explode. Gotta get this trained eighty-eight miles per hour. Go back in time and warn the sun. What's so important about that piece having a hole in it? Uh, yeah, wait, what? I don't I don't understand. Me neither. Oh boy. See it's interesting. Comedy is kind of a hard it's difficult to make comedies too long, I feel, because audience uh, audiences just get fatigued at a certain point. Are they just making a joke about the fact that a woman found a broom and so she feels the need to clean up? Like, is that what just happened there? Is it? I guess. That's really weird. What? Oh. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's what the joke was. Huh. And she just threw like a small stick into the... <laughs> Holy shit. What? What? <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah, no. Ever since he picked her up, this has taken like a decidedly dark turn. <laughs> Almost as dark as the turn when the Wachowski brothers wrote Matrix. <laughs> you need to stop. <laughs> uh, Wachowski siblings. Wachowski sisters. Yes. I'm sorry. Well, I mean... It's hard not to call them that in... Just out of habit. No, that's fine. I, I think when talking about the Matrix movies, you can call them Wachowski brothers. That's what they were at the time. Did you ever see the Animatrix? Oh, I have the Animatrix. Love the Animatrix. Love the Animatrix. I, it's one of my favorite things that's ever been made. And Kid's Story is awesome. Actually, I still, I still listen, I, I listen to the soundtrack to Kid's Story while I'm skateboarding. It's a very good soundtrack. That was one of the ones directed by uh, Watanabe, Watanabe, the the creator of Cowboy Bebop. Oh. And he directed Detective Story as well in the that one was cool the too. Animatrix. So both the ones that are story in the title, he did, and yeah, just um, yeah. What has he done recently? <laughs> like he kind of made Bebop, and then he made Samurai Champloo. And then went, I, I'm done. I've made, I made two of the greatest anime ever. I'm, I'm still, I'm still working my way into anime. Like I'm not super into it, but, um, I've been enjoying Ghost in the, Ghost in the Shell and my brother-in-law got me to watch season one of Sword Art, Sword Art Online, which is really cool. But, uh. Samurai Champlo, what I have seen of it has been really cool. It uh 
I'm trying to think of how does I mean it's just a very anachronistic take on samurai. Like I lo I love all of the different things that are pretty evidently not of that era. Well, I mean, I I just love the fact that like I've a couple episodes I saw they were just like r taking the plots of westerns <laughs> and retooling them and just like oh. Okay, so this is basically just a fistful of dollars. It's it's a really playful series. Um, I definitely recommend watching it through. And it's self-contained. It ends after, I think, 26 episodes. Well, yeah, that, that's part of the problem for me, though, is like I can't watch it because I first episode I ever saw was the last episode. Oh, no! Yeah. That's terrible. But it was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny to think that Champloo is almost the lighthearted romp version of, whereas Bebop is a little more serious. Oh, she's going back for him. Oh no, just as. <laughs> Ain't that well, just. Well, I the guess way. I better climb this mountain. <laughs> oh no, and now they're coming. What? Ah. <sighs> So they're chasing them because they took the train. Well, yeah, a bunch of deserters stole the general in the first place and took it up north. And now the northern army wants to use the general as uh, part of its forces. But this guy's just like, fuck you. I'm taking my lady and my engine back because they're the only two things I love. Clearly established what his wants are. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. And now they're just... <laughs> the one guy falling off. Peace. <laughs> they reversed the footage. I don't know if you noticed that. I did. <laughs> or the wind was just blowing that way. But it looked to me like they reversed the footage. I'm curious to see how they try to fix this, because they actually broke the uh, the switch for the tracks. That's why they went up there. It's all set up. It's all very carefully... Uh, the, I was trying to make a joke about tracks being laid out, but... I'm not going to. I'm not going to stoop to that level. Good for you. I'm proud of you. Dax so is getting misty-eyed because I said I was proud of him. So, so, so what is our thing? Do we tell jokes? <laughs> <laughs> what did he just do? Take out the whole light? Yeah. That's how he, yeah, he has to go light it. The Rock River Bridge. Yeah, this is where you cut in that, that bridge story I was telling you about. Oh my god, does the entire bridge collapse? It looks like it's waiting for it, right? It's definitely bowing in the middle. It's not going to collapse on him, but it's going to collapse on them. That's my prediction. I mean, this is like Chekhov's bridge. <laughs> Talk about woefully esoteric. 
Just make a lot of Archer reference. Like Archer quality references <laughs> need to be looked up later. <laughs> I feel like that's all we do. <laughs> When's our diegesis joke? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> he just throws it back. <laughs> All right. Supply trains. That's a lot of people. Men don't ride enough horses anymore. I've always thought that. We, we all used to know how to do it. <laughs> then we... We don't ride horses anymore, and we don't wear, like, good hats anymore. I'm, I want to bring back hats. I'm... I would love to see fedoras worn by people that weren't douches. <laughs> oh, so I shouldn't wear them. <laughs> uh... Oh, that's what he's doing. He's using the oil, uh, the oil oh. for the lamp. Clever girl. You already did that joke, Dax. You already made that reference. We already talked about Jurassic Park. Oh, oh. she's. There's fire between him and the train. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> This reminded of Blackadder. You ever watch Blackadder? Some of it. Uh, it's Rowan Atkinson. Right? Yeah, I, I have the whole series on DVD. It's great. But, I have a uh, few thoughts about it, but go ahead. Well, like, his uh, dog's body, uh, he, just every episode, he makes the statement, Fear not, my lord, I have a cunning plan. <laughs> and, like, whatever he says after that is usually, like, the most ridiculous shit you've ever heard. <laughs> But like, like there was one occasion where uh, Blackadder makes the comment. He's like, he's like, I have a plan so clever. You could pin a tail on it and call it a weasel. <laughs> <laughs> so wonderfully absurd. <laughs> I think he's marvelous. Uh, a lot of people know him for the Mister Bean personality, but I think he's marvelous as uh, more of a a straight man kind of character. Oh, yeah. And that was why, like, you ever see The Thin Blue Line? Yes. He, he just plays a police officer, but he he's the most straight-laced police officer ever. And just marvelous. Marvelously funny at, uh, at delivery and at knowing how to say very serious things with a very serious face that are very ridiculous. Yeah, and I, I think it's a real shame that uh, most American audiences only know him for Mr. Bean because right. like his, his real, like, I, I think the, the best work he's ever done is stuff like Blackadder or like Thin Blue Line or, you know, cases where he really has the chance to flex his comedic muscles outside of just Mr. Bean, like that shtick, which not saying anything's wrong with Mr. Bean, but it's like, there's so much else. Right. He definitely has a, a broader range People see his face and they immediately go, oh, it's Mr. Bean. (laughs) 
What's going on here? They just arrived at the uh, southern headquarters and he informed them that the Union's coming to do a surprise attack. About time. The South will rise again. Hashtag, the South will rise again. Shut up, Dax. (laughs) Hashtag, shut up, Dax. I really hope that starts trending. (laughs) I'd be honored (laughs) if that started trending. Uh... Where would it be trending, though? I don't on, fucking know. On Twitter? <laughs> Who's gonna be caring? On YouTube, under the video for the for the intro for, uh... The hashtags don't work on YouTube, do they? Yeah, they do. Wait, in the comments? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. You can hashtag on... This. You can hashtag on anything. You can hashtag wherever you want, on whatever you want, for whatever you want. Yes. I, I challenge all of you... To come up with a new hashtag every day. What are you doing? You, you're just tired, aren't I'm you? I'm just trying to come <laughs> up with reasons for people to explore the vast world of hashtagery. So anyway, the general. <laughs> yeah, it feels so weird to be on the side of the fence with the narrative. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's like when you're watching... Um, all quiet on the Western Front. And you're like, oh, wait, they're German. I mean, people are people. It's, I'm sure that they thought that they were fighting for a just cause. And it's not an excuse for certain perspectives and views, but... One of the things that I love about All Quiet on the Western Front, aside from the way, like, it's beautifully shot, but it's before the... Uh, the sensors came out. Mm. So there's like a point when they're doing like one of the charges across no man's land and you see a guy like dive, just an explosion goes off. And when the smoke clears, it's just two disembodied hands hanging from barbed wire. It's just like, yeah, 1930s. (laughs) Shit, it's dark. I mean, if you went to war and you just saw brutal, violent things happening <laughs> over and over. Uh, you'd probably start putting that stuff into into the things you were making. It's just the, the, the shitty things we have done to each other throughout history are unfathomable. And then we feel the need to censor it so that people don't know that they happen. Yeah. It, it's like when people like don't want to show their children, certain movies or things. It's like, it's too scary. Life is scary. (laughs) Stop trying to, like, make them think it isn't. Because it is. And you should be aware of of some of this stuff because you need to be prepared for later in life. It's like... I'd agree with that. Nothing is... Nothing in life is set up to help you. These guys are still trying to figure this shit out. (laughs) They're still back here. <laughs> like, but, but, and, and like the Confederate army is like fully ready. They're already set out. They're heading in this direction. And these guys are like, well, maybe if we do this. <laughs> Fair not, my lord. I have a cunning plan. <laughs> ah, there's your problem. <laughs> They're like, who was that mysterious who stranger? Was? <laughs> 
was that man? Meanwhile. Meanwhile. <laughs> meanwhile, at the burning bridge. Oh, I need, I need to see a train completely fall in the water going over that burning bridge. I need to see someone do a cut of the Justice League trailer that features the Super Friends voiceover guy. <laughs> Please. Yeah, can we bring the... I, I have not watched the Justice League trailer. I, I saw bits of it and just thought better of my time. Uh, you know what? Um, it's it's a good trailer. Is it a good trailer? I will definitely say that. It's well, it looked all gray and it's completely it's still, void of any color. It's still a good trailer. I mean, like Suicide, Suicide Squad had a good trailer. So was Watchmen. So was the Watchmen trailer. <laughs> I know you don't want to talk like talk shit about the current directors. I do not talk shit. I I am not a fan of Zack Snyder's work. I. But I feel I, very I not his, alone. I love his Dawn of the Dead. Sure. Dawn of the Dead is great. That's that's okay. And I it, actually like 300 was, to an extent It was written well. by James Gunn. Dawn of the Dead was written by James Gunn. Oh, yeah. there you go. I mean, I'll, okay, any movie that's finished gets a, gets a pass. You know, it's like at least a D. I think if if you make a film that has a narrative that works, you at least are 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 getting yeah. There you go. So much money. So satisfying. So much money was put into this movie. How many cameras do you think they had on that? I hope like three. <laughs> You're getting one take. So, I mean... I just love is... how dejected he looked. <laughs> Super Lionfield defeated, too. He's like, all right, fine, fuck this. Just go. So, yeah. I, again, I, I respect anyone who ever makes a movie. If I ever express an opinion that's derogatory, it, it's not about the person themselves. I, I, I don't really care. And I... We'll keep my opinions to myself. <laughs> Except unless they're positive. Oh, well, yeah, if they're positive. And about the thing we're watching. Yes. <laughs> Why exactly, Dax? Are you criticizing Zack Snyder? During, during a commentary during for the general? Commentary for the general. <laughs> no, I've just, I've held a grudge ever since Watchmen. Because that film, like, had so much potential to me. And I felt like it. It missed a lot of the point of the heart of what that story was. But that's a whole other discussion that I won't get into. Just look at the scope of this battle sequence. Oh, I love the way the light yeah, that's gorgeous. is coming down from the from the smoke of the gunfire. Oh my god. This is a comedy? Yeah. <laughs> yes it is. That train falling. I'm, I'm still not over <laughs> the it. The hilt came off his sword. <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my the scabbard god. Broke. <laughs> the scabbard broke. Yeah, it's completely broken. I just like his character. <sighs> Holy crap. Yeah. A tree. That tree had a family. His character and uh, I feel like most silent comedians, like their clothes were always like two sizes too big. Probably made them look a little more comical. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a consistent thing that that kept happening. Uh, yeah, you're right. It does look a tad large on him. <laughs> that that could just go so horribly wrong. Oh my god! <laughs> I feel like more than it's it's like a, a little bit stressful watching his movies. No, no, it is because <laughs> you know that all of this is real, and that it's just kind of. Which, I've said that to people, like, I've tried to get people to watch this before, and, like... Did that guy just die? Like, some people just don't want to watch uh, silent movies, but it's like... It, you're watching this, and you're like, all of this is real. Yeah, there's no... <laughs> oh my god. It's funny, because... <laughs> it's funny, because you're being shot at. Go away. He's down there. <laughs> All right, guess I'm gonna have to do this myself. <laughs> okay. Um, it's almost like Python esque. Uh, and, and I love darkness. As, <laughs> I love as long joke. as it, and it killed him. <laughs> <laughs> See, death can be funny. And I, like, I love as long as it takes to reload those rifles, he still managed to shoot like three people before anybody noticed. Oh my god. It's kind of epic. I didn't know it was this... I mean, you said the budget was high. I didn't know it was this grand, though. Oh, yeah. He's like, okay, I'm, I'm just gonna walk up walk away you blew up a waterfall how do you blew up a dam you blew up oh a dam. i see <laughs> it just looked like it blew up a waterfall for a moment like that doesn't seem feasible they blew up an actual dam for this movie yeah, I see what you're talking about. There's a kind of... There's a kind of grand, like, whatever it costs, just do it. Yeah, <laughs> In yeah. some of these films that I, I I think is still present, but there definitely is a lean more towards if we can do it with computers, then do it that way. Yeah. Uh, so the effects that I... The effects that I gravitate towards are the ones that do, if they can, will do a practical approach. Um, one of the scenes that I still think was 
one of the most interesting practical effects that I saw in the last probably f 10 years was the, the spinning hallway from inception. Oh yeah. Because that wasn't a CG effect. It wasn't compositing. It was that they built a spinning, a spinning hallway. Uh, you, and... you know, they, they got that from a Fred Astaire movie. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Cause there was a, a movie where Fred Astaire was dancing on the walls and the ceiling. Oh, and so that, that was, was how they did it. Yeah. It was just a rotating room. I mean, it works. It's a great, I guess it's not an original effect, but it was used very well in Inception. And I, for a movie that was so kind of digitally visual effects heavy, it also invested in practical where it made sense. And the, that the, stuff was memorable. The part of that that really blew my mind, though, is like when he opens the door and everyone's just floating. And like he just grabs them all and like, you know, binds them all together and you know, takes right. it down the hallway. But at no point do you not buy any of that. Right. It all feels very... It feels very real. I guess it's... A lot of people don't like Christopher Nolan. I, I, I think he's a marvelous director. Um, I'm trying to articulate it. I, I, I think that he... Maybe his stories aren't quite as... Good as they this guy's be, still, on, he's the still on the train. It's like two days later. <laughs> he's gonna get knocked out again. <laughs> Helps him up. I'm just, I'm wondering where this is going. After you. But I think Christopher Nolan is a marvelous director. <laughs> and I like a lot of his movies. Is there a black guy in this movie for like two seconds? It was so short that <laughs> I'm not even sure. <laughs> Is the Civil War about to end? <laughs> we are we are so caught up in the in the narrative at this point. What time is it? Uh, I don't know. It's a number. <laughs> it's a number. A.M. It's one forty. It's one forty. <laughs> I... 
thought I read somewhere this movie was like 75 minutes. That's a lie. Take it off. That's quite the mustache. It's not a friendly mustache, though. He was never meant to be. In the army. Oh, there was the line about, um, there was the line about the uniform mm -hmm. at the beginning. She said, don't, don't come back until you, until you have a uniform. And now he has his uniform. He's got his uniform, he's got his engine, he's got his girl. It's all a man could ever really want in the South. Still got a broken scabbard. <laughs> it's like, I'll, I'll make it work. <laughs> what is, what does she see in him? The lieutenant. Was, so, was he pro, was he pro-South, pro-Confederacy or something? Well, is that why this film is constructed this way, or? I don't know. I really don't know. But it's like, it's one of the, much, much like, you know, the love scene in Blade Runner. You just try not to let it overpower the rest <laughs> of the movie being good. I hate that love scene so much. I, we all do. I. We all do. Ridley Scott, I love you. I really do. But that love story never worked. It's even more messed up when you read the book. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I've never read uh, Do Androids Stream of Electric Sheep. It's good. But I've made a lot of jokes with that title. <laughs> I'll loan you my copy. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, it'd be fun to read. I know Philip K. God, this, the kiss is just so awkward. He's a lieutenant. <laughs> he's, saluting. he's a lieutenant, so they have to salute him as they go by. And so he's just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's the end. The end. Thank you for staying with us in our midnight watching of uh, The General. Though it's not midnight wherever you are. Maybe it is. It could be. Could be like two gotta, in the afternoon. You just gotta wait till you get whatever gets you through. <sighs> yeah, I think I'm glad I saw that. Good. There were a lot of I iconic, a lot of really iconic comedy moments 
in, in this one that I, I feel like I've seen mirrored throughout other movies. So, But again, it's just genuinely stressful. Yeah, almost as much as a Harold Lloyd film. Yeah. It felt like. Uh, Buster Keaton, you're missed. Well, all right. Thank you again for listening to Cinepraisal. I'm Adam. I'm Dax. You, you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I might be. Go home. <laughs>
That's ko-fi.com slash cinepraisal. Uh, so thank you. And uh, keep, keep watching, watching movies. movies.